Okay, welcome in. A very uh, exciting Corbett's Corner. we got a lot to talk about with all of our kind of favorite teams, right? We're not going to talk about the Falcons. That's old news, but we kind of hit on that. That was a game I thought they won. They won. Uh, Vikings, I thought they would win. They won. So we'll get Ty's thoughts on how his Vikings look. Dalvin Cook, my goodness, welcome back. Um, and then Matt, uh, I didn't watch this game, but <clears throat> excuse me, Halloween weekend, sorry. Uh, Nagy came under fire. So I want to get your thoughts on that for, you know, I, I was just checking out some tweets and it was just like, you know, we ran like halfback draws, like his life depended on it. Um, so I'll start with BC, a team I did not think was going to stand a chance. I bet them because I do every weekend. Uh, going into Clemson, of course, the news was Trevor Lawrence uh, testing positive. Um, we'll get to whether he's going to be available against Notre Dame. That's the game of the weekend. Notre Dame Clemson. He is not apparently as mad as shaking his head. So we got to look at this guy, DJ Alungway or something. It's another one of these tough names to pronounce, but he is a, uh, he could play. Uh, he diced up Boston college 30 of 39, 400 plus yards. He was exceptional. He took one out, uh, took one in from 30 yards out on fourth and one. I thought BC had it. They were up 15 at half, but again, that's, that's the number one team in the country for a reason. Uh, it's not like this guy behind him was a scrub. Uh, the genius of Jeff Halfley came into effect at the end of that second half. It was the most brilliant drive I've seen. And I'm not used to watching Boston college football like this. Like I was saying to my friends, like if BC was going to win this game, I was going to break down emotionally crying. You know, how much I have put into this team since Matt Ryan, uh, got me to fall in love with the program. Then I had to go through Chris Crane, Dominique Davis. We had a guy named Dave Shinsky who was 28 years old. He was buying beer for everyone on the team. He was our quarterback for a year. I mean, and I, I'm the only Boston College fan you guys know. Anyone listening to this, everyone's like, hey, yeah, BC. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is our year. And then we go four and eight. Uh, that was the Adazio year. So it was really exciting to see Jeff Halfley put this team on the map. We might be the best team in New England. I mean, they're trying to get Patriots fans to, you know, to pay attention to this Boston College team. Now, not obviously NFL teams better than Boston College, but in terms of excitement this football season, BC is taking over Boston a little bit, uh, which is very exciting. People love Jeff Halfley, uh, and his genius showed on this play where he is running down the clock. He knows he has the inferior team. He runs a 13-play drive. He's running it three, four yards every time, and it comes to fourth and one or two. And I knew he was going to go for it because it was third and three, two-yard gain, fourth and one. He brings out the field goal team, runs the most brilliant thing ever where you got the kicker, you got the tight end going out wide, kicker comes under center, everyone's going, what the hell's going on? Drew him offsides, first down. It ended with a touchdown, and that's when I thought, holy crap, we might do this because you kept Clemson off the field. They can only get a field goal. You're up 15 and a half. Now – you need to fucking score in the second half if you're going to beat the number one team. Uh, and they did not do that. It ends with a safety. Clemson is a great team. Death Valley is a hard place to play. Uh, all the credit in the world to BC. I loved watching that game. Uh, I had no disappointment with how it ended. We shouldn't have even been in that game. The 99-yard touchdown, which had me out of my seat kind of screaming, uh, oh, my God, holy bleeping shit, holy bleeping shit. Um, that, you know, that's a turnover that happens barely any game. So it, it, BC made that close. They had a chance to win. If it wasn't for a turnover on the one-yard line for Clemson, Travis Etienne, the best running back in football, never happens. It, it was a little bit of shock value. We just couldn't finish it out. And we'll just hope to blow out Syracuse. I mean, so now Clemson gets to dodge a bullet. 
and head on to Notre Dame. So we'll segue there. Matt, Notre Dame setting up, maybe feeling pretty good about being the class of the ACC inexplicably this year. Yeah, this uh, – so Trevor Lawrence is now playing. Dabble has already said that. It's not possible for him to complete all the protocols, just number of, number of days between then and the game. So, uh, well, honestly, disappointing not to get to see him, just not even as a Notre Dame fan. As a Notre Dame fan, you want to beat them at their best because the best, if Notre right. Dame wins, that's the first thing people are going to say. Um, but they're going to play twice this year. This is almost certainly going to be an ACC championship preview unless if uh, – Whoever loses, loses a second time. But it's definitely possible they rematch. So you're looking forward to it. I, I'm honestly not sure to expect. I would probably bet. Um, I'm not going to bet aside. I'm definitely not going to bet against my own team. I would never do that. Yeah. But uh, uh, I don't think I'll bet on Notre Dame here, too. They're, that line opened roughly at Clemson still plus or minus six and a half, minus seven. So Notre Dame will be a dog. It'll be interesting to see that line movement throughout the week. Notre Dame's offense is what concerns me in this game 100%. I think their defense is very – Notre Dame's defense is exceptional, top five, top ten team in the country, a very good defensive coordinator. Clarkly, I've talked about him before. He'll be getting a head coaching job soon. He's a young guy, one of one of the up-and-coming top coaches. And they have lots of talent on that defense. Book is – you. this is where you need Ian Book to win you a game right now. He's been good. He hasn't been great. Um, he's, you know, frankly, he's one of the better quarterbacks to ever come through Notre Dame. Consider that what you will, but I mean, his yeah. record speaks for itself. Uh, the, the counting stats are getting up there just because he's now been the starter for three or so years. So, uh, big game to look forward to. Notre Dame notoriously has struggled in the big ones. So, we'll see what happens here. And that's on NBC. Uh, I could have this wrong, but I'm seeing that the line opened at Clemson just minus two and a half, and now it's Clemson minus six. But maybe I, I'm wrong. The first I ever saw was Clemson minus six and a half, but I guess I don't know when that – that was on Saturday. So. Right. Yeah, I was um, just looking at these lines here. So that's going to be obviously – so that's on NBC because of the rights, but that's yeah. going to be where game, game day is going to be at, right? Yes, I believe so. And I would, I would note this. Notre Dame is um, – everyone knows they've shit the bed in the playoff the last two times I've been there. But in these games in the regular season – they keep them close. Last year, they lost by less than a touchdown at Georgia. And uh, three or four years ago, Notre Dame at Clemson was one of the best regular season games I've seen as a Notre Dame fan. It came down. It was a rainy game. Deshaun Kaiser was playing quarterback. Notre Dame had the ball the last possession to score. So they typically hold their own in these regular season game. It's the big playoff matchup where they've just completely shit the bed. Yeah, that's going to be the exciting game. I've got an eye on a game that directly involves you two. Um, first of all, it's the Gophers against the Illini, uh, both 0-2 squads. Who's going to win this game? Because I'm already – I hit the Illini spread against Purdue. That was just such a garbage cover by me. They were <laughs> – I mean, I had plus eight. That was the easiest thing ever. They lost by a touchdown. Um, the Gophers notoriously lose as a 20-point favorite. What the hell is going on? Because I am tempted to hit the Illini at home again, Ty. Yeah, I, I have absolutely no clue what is going on. I mean, the whole first half of that game against Maryland – they made Maryland look like they were the best offensive team in the nation. And then on the other hand, made Minnesota look like the worst defense in the nation. Um, I have no clue what's going on on the offensive side of the ball. Then you get, have it go to overtime because you can't hold a 17 point lead in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and I mean, miss the extra point. I, I saw it coming from a mile away. I, I was watching it with uh, one of my buddies and 
I said here, if they don't go for two, they're going to miss the extra point here. And sure enough, there it was. How are our local Gopher fans doing? I'm thinking of Gino. I'm thinking of Gino just sobbing on a Monday here after his 0-2 start. Is he doing all right? They're he... fine. They, uh, Tyler Flackney is just sad, disappointed. He's the, yeah. he's the big Gopher expert. Gino doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> they stink. They know it. You, they lost a lot on defense. They had five or six guys get drafted. Antoine Winfield Jr. might be the uh, defensive rookie of the year if the season were to end now. But it's still just unacceptable by any means. It reminds you of two years, three years ago, they fired their defensive coordinator in the middle of the season. All of a sudden, they took out. But uh, at that time, there were good players, guys who just got drafted on that team, and they stunk. We don't know if they have any good players on defense right now. It's right. just – they don't look good. They're not in the right spots. They're not making any plays. I was baffled to see them open as nine-point favorites against Illinois. I know Illinois is not looking good either, but Minnesota just lost his 20-point favorites to a horrible Maryland team. Uh, Illinois is now on their third-string quarterback. It's actually a Peoria kid, Karan okay. Taylor. The first, the first string guy has COVID, so he's out for three weeks. A guy who started the game, and he only played the first series, and then he was done. I don't know. I'm assuming he got injured. I didn't see, but Karan Taylor played the last rest of that game, and they were actually down three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They scored 14 unanswered because Purdue left the back door open for you. Correct. Covered, and they had the ball with a chance to tie the game. So, obviously, they did something right in the second half or the fourth quarter. You expect them to carry that momentum. I'm taking Illinois with the points. I Minnesota has burned me too, too many times this year. I will not bet on them again they won't play a, a worse team than maryland and they showed they couldn't win that game so i will home never bet spreads on baby game. home team spreads we'll keep it yeah. going i gotta check and see how the updated worked for me but um on that note it just kind of wrap up college football it's funny because now that we're you know into our you know wrong side of our 25s unfortunately um you know i was with a bunch of i was in sec country i was hanging out with all my friends from a zoo who are gathering around the TV this Saturday before a Halloween party expecting that they stand a pat chance against Florida. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Um, now another SEC school, Andy Stoops, shout out, diehard Arkansas fan, Cole DuPont, who I uh, – I think they've covered every game. This they've year. covered every single effing game. They've covered every game. It's been unbelievable. And, like, you know, like Cole DuPont and Andy Stoops, my two biggest uh, friends who are Arkansas Razorbacks till they die, like – Geez, they love their new coach. They love their new coach. It's it's very similar to what's going on with me and BC. So it was kind of cool to kind of revel in, uh, you know, even if it's not showing in the record. If you are covering, if you are a good team against the number, and that shows that you're a good team because you are better than what Vegas, what the experts expected. Like BC, they were supposed to lose to Duke. Uh, I mean, there was just some yeah. baffling lines there that will continue to exploit. BC opens as minus 14 against Syracuse on Saturday. I already yeah. hit it. Screams trap, but I'm going to hit it again. I think they're going to rally around this close loss. Yeah. And just absolutely donkey punch Dino Babers and company. Um, let's shift to NFL. Let's start with you, Ty. You weren't confident with the Vikes. Um, I told you they were going to beat Green Bay. This is how, I mean, it's just the NFL, dude. That's why I hit Cincinnati plus seven and they beat the Titans. You know, it's yeah. just a wacky, was it a shock win or was it a really well fought divisional battle win on the road for the Vikes? I, I think it's actually a mixture of both. And uh, the reason why is Vikings going into that game, there wasn't that much on the line compared to the Packers. Vikings were going in there for a big divisional rivalry game. 
trying to steal one from Lambeau. And Mike Zimmer went there with guys that he was just picking up off the streets for defense. Then we have other guys going down. He's able to string together a good enough team where we held them to zero points besides that last drive in the fourth quarter for the second half. And defense looked like it was back to Zimmer's era. I mean, Rodgers did not look great by no means. And uh, Dalvin Cook simply just put the team on his back and won the game for Minnesota. Right. Uh, he was incredible. And then as a Bears fan, watching your team lose a game you probably could have won, had many chances, and you see the Bikes steal one. Um, you know, all of a sudden, the NFL has been so, – I was just about to check some standings, but now all of a sudden people are dropping – teams we thought we were great, like the Titans are dropping a couple games they shouldn't. And I'm thinking – can my Falcons sneak in here? You know, this is the one where you get the extra playoff team, right? Can my Falcons somehow be that team under Raheem Morris? I don't know. But are the Bears going the opposite direction, Matt, in your opinion? 100%. Uh, that was one of the worst games I've ever watched them play in it. And they lost by a field goal in overtime. So that right. tells you something. I've seen them lose by three or four touchdowns. I that that was harder to watch yesterday than the fucking Rams game on Monday night when they lost by a bigger score. It was the most undisciplined, um, no one doing what they're supposed to. It was horrible to watch. Nat, Matt Nagy continues to piss me off by the day. Yeah. He tries to be too cute. He tries to be too fancy. Um, you see them do some things well, and then two steps backwards, whatever it was. Frankly, I'm surprised they did get that game into overtime when they went down by 10. I I would have said they're going to lose by 17 way more than score 10 straight. Um, I don't know. Foles is not good. The offensive line is completely banged up. They went from being one of the healthier teams to losing three starters in the O-line in the last uh, two weeks. They're banged up. Defense, again, it honestly, the defense isn't even that fun to watch. They're so bend but don't break. And you know, they do get the stop when they need to, but you know they're gonna they're gonna give up 17 points to 23 points every time. They're not gonna give yeah. up less, they're not gonna give up more. It's gonna be right in that range. I don't know. I'm just bored, I'm tired of it. I don't know what to expect because nothing looks like it'll change. Well, that's what's kind of funny about the these specific sports here. It's for you and me, is we've got uh our college teams outperforming our NFL prides, you know, which is I so mean, we're not completely yeah. devastated. <laughs> uh, I just want to look ahead to next week here um, just quickly. Atlanta minus four against Denver in Atlanta. That scares the hell out of me. I think I think the Broncos might win that outright. I don't understand that. Uh, Bears getting six at Tennessee. I kind of like that as a bounce back maybe. How do you see that, Matt, just off of potential matchups heading in that game? I think they'll uh... – Struggled to tackle Derrick Henry a lot. That's one of the things the linebackers, Roquan Smith, he's having a very good year, but his his flaw or weakness is he's not, you know, a huge hitter in the hole. Derrick Henry will pile drive them back a lot. I, there's just no no reason to have any optimism for this team right now. Right. Like, there's a lot, a lot of things going wrong. And then, Ty, I don't like this at all. I kind of – I might punch this right after this Zoom. Uh, Detroit plus three and a half at mini. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, people riding the Vikes off that. But don't look now. Detroit's three and four. No, yeah, no, exactly. And now Minnesota, they're trying to be that team that was a Colts a couple years back where they won 11 straight or whatever it was. They're 10 and one. Um, they have a good chance here to get another win, get a two uh, – 
two win streak going against Detroit here. However, I see this game being an absolute shootout. It's going to be like a big 12 um, game. Both teams are averaging about 30 uh, points allowed per game. I think this is going to go way over that even more. I think it's going to be in like the 60s. And for what it's worth, Detroit did just get destroyed at home by Indianapolis. Exactly. Gave up 40 to Indy. But that's what I love. Once you get destroyed, you're going to come back. Vikings off a huge win. They're not expecting it. Who knows? That's just my thinking there. Bears getting a lot of points, too. And then I hate that Falcons play. Uh, I think the, I won't bet it, obviously, but I think the uh, Broncos are going to get that done. How about Drew Locke? Just we'll wrap it up there. Um, that was unbelievable. Um, okay. Just how the Chargers are good, but kind of with the same thing. And to your point earlier, Matt, is you know, 17 points, 23 points used to be like, oh, you know, that's not a great defense. But the game has changed so much. You know, everyone and their mothers giving up 30 points a game now to where the Bears are able to kind of hold the Saints team, which isn't as great as they have been in possible years. But at least, you know, they can hold for a cover. That's all you can yeah. ask for. And yeah. that's what I'm thinking in this game, too. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, uh one point on the Vikings, they showed the recipe yesterday. That's what they need to do. Obviously, you don't count on Dalvin to go for 200-plus every time. But how about the first half? Each team, it was 14-14 and a half. 14-14. Each team had the ball twice and scored on like seven- or eight-minute drives. That's exactly what the Vikings have to do. They have to hold the ball for eight minutes to keep their defense off the field. But, yeah, first first half, 14-14, no punts, and each team only had the ball twice. That's pretty remarkable. That's insane. All right, so the Vikings will look to keep it going. My Falcons will try as well as the Bears try and get back on track. Um, extensive Corbett's Corner. Hope everyone had a fun Halloween. I think we're just going to take tomorrow off. I'm on the road all day. It's election day. I, you know, let's let's just kind of see where our country's at in a day or two, I guess. Um, we'll not know for a fucking week after that. That'll be yeah, great. yeah, no kidding. And then we'll have ballots thrown out and who knows. Uh, it's a mess. Hopefully we'll give you some sports uh, once the mass, uh, the craziness of election day is over. Uh, Corbett's Corner, we will be back on Wednesday. Corbett's, uh, that is out as well. Guess Better Ty looks to make it three days in a row. Hit subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. And if you enjoy video versions, we're on YouTube up as well. Take care.